Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. Now, I am so excited about today's episode. As you know, we like to highlight amazing entrepreneurs and people that are doing incredible work within our community. But this week, I had to bring on these guests because I feel like they are providing such incredible value to their community and just to people out there that may be caught up in the normal way of thinking, supposedly, where you know you get a job, you invest in a Roth and you invest in the stock market, you try to save up money so that you build an amount of money that will last you throughout your life. Now, these gentlemen are going to come on here and really tell you how you can use other avenues to generate wealth instead of holding on to it and hoping that it lasts that amount of time. So this week, we have Russ Morgan and Joey Murray, co-founders of Wealth Without Wall Street. So Russ was a CFP before, which he loves to brag about. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Tongue in cheek. I mentioned that. And Joey, the Italian stallion, who is a successful mortgage broker. These gentlemen partnered up because they saw a need to educate people out there on how to use their money to create more wealth so you can have that balanced life that you're looking for. So I'm so excited for this week. I can't wait to get started, so let's bring them on right now. Hey, gentlemen, how are you guys? Man, so glad to be here, Young. Thanks for having us. Hey, Young, Uh, glad to be a part of the show. No, like I said, I am so excited. We usually like to highlight businesses in Chicago, but I felt like this message just has to get out there because there are so many people that I know, and of course that you guys know, that fall into the trap of just trying to accumulate as much savings as possible so that they can retire at a certain age and hopefully that money will last them throughout their retirement. But you guys are trying to teach people a different way of thinking that is not the traditional concepts that we've learned in school, but such vital information for people, especially now with life expectancies getting higher and people just living longer, being more conscious of health and the resources with medicine and things like that. It's so tough nowadays to um, accumulate enough wealth 
to live the life that you wanted for the latter portion of your life or even starting right now. So can you guys just uh, give the audience a little bit of intro about Wealth Without Wall Street and what you guys do and why you decided to get started? So, uh, Young, first of all, the good news is we are in Chicago. But the, we're actually in all different cities across America, and we have clients right there in your backyard, I'm sure. Um, and and the really the reason is is Wealth Without Wall Street is ultimately it's a movement. It's a movement of people who want to be financially free now. And you actually said a really really bad word when you were introducing <laughs> this whole thing, and that's retirement, right? Because retirement is the word that we've been told over and over in our lifetimes that is like the end goal. But if we really get honest with ourselves, financial freedom today is much more exciting than this idea of being taken out of service at some point in the future. Like Young, you are serving your clients every day. And you're, the people listening to this podcast right now are serving others in some way. They're providing value. At some point, if you really feel like you want to stop providing value to others, that's when life ends, ultimately. And we don't want to be in that position. So let's find a way to create financial freedom today. And that's that's what our movement's all about. Well, And I would say this too, Young. The reason I think the concept of retirement sometimes is appealing to us is that the more successful that we've gotten in life, the further we've gotten away from our families and and enjoying the things that we love, right? And that I would say that when Joey mentioned financial freedom now is what our listeners are are wanting or are moving toward, it's not so that they can be out of service, as Joey said, but it is so that they can spend more time with the people that they love. And I think there's a a nice opportunity there. I think there's a way for us to continue to serve. Now, you may be in a job as you're listening to this and you really dislike it and you would like to be taken out of service in that job as quickly <laughs> as possible. And that happens too, right? And maybe there's an area of, of passion that you would like to pursue, but maybe that job doesn't produce the amount of income that you want in order to live your lifestyle. So then we need to supplement that with passive income. And ultimately, the the goal behind Wealth About Wall Street is to help people get closer to what they want, to be able to live today the lifestyle that they're they're hoping for, or dreaming about that they might somehow live when they're seventy. But you and I know we the three of us have like thirteen kids between us. That's right. <laughs> and, and our and our kids are not going to want us to be pushing them on swing sets when they're thirty five, right? I mean, that's not going to be their enjoyment. <laughs> And we are going to miss out on those opportunities if we don't find ways to free up more of our time. And the way to do that is creating other streams of income that we don't have to work for. You know, that's incredible because you're right. Um, retirement is such a weird concept amongst the population now. And you're thinking like, oh, I can't wait to retire. But in actuality, we want what retirement supposedly represents, which is that time with our family, the time with the loved ones that we didn't get to have because we were trying to accumulate this finite amount of wealth. And I think you're trying to help people have options. So it doesn't have to be just this work that you have to grind day in, day out, whether you like it or not. You want to educate people on 
how they can have different options so that they can live the life that they've always wanted as soon as possible and spend that time usefully now and not have to wait till that retirement age. Is that right? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head and your show is tailored for people to learn more about entrepreneurs and how they're running businesses more successfully and more efficiently. And my assumption is, is it if you're listening to this, either you are one of those or you're aspiring to be one of those. And as business owners, all we have to do is be able to move our business from active to passive. And if you've ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, or Cash Flow Quadrant, he talks about the S quadrant business as opposed to the B quadrant business, right? The S quadrant is the solo entrepreneur who's, who's solo dependent on their own production. And, and we've all probably even started in that place. And maybe some of us may still be in that place. The, the transition and the goal is to move over to where we have other people who are working on our behalf, who are doing the jobs at an equal or higher quality level but they are now moving the needle for the business and they're helping the business bring in profits that we don't actually have to do. And as we are doing that and we start seeing success in those investments and those people and processes, we start to be able to reap the rewards. So sometimes people hear Joey and I say, you know, passive income, and they assume that we are immediately thinking, you know, real estate assets, which are great. And we have lots of those. Maybe they're thinking about e-commerce assets, which are great. And we have those. Maybe they're thinking of something completely outside of the box. But the first place that Joey and I always speak to is that you need to invest in the thing that you understand and can influence. And usually it's the business that you're in, whatever that business is. And if you can find ways to invest in it to move that S quadrant business to a B quadrant business, now that's amazing passive income that you already have sitting right before you. You don't have to necessarily learn tons of other ideas or skill sets, all you have to do is improve the thing that's sitting before you. Well, and, and the cool thing about that is, is that if you are stuck, if you're feeling stuck right now, because you are in that S quadrant business, and you are feeling like, man, retirement would be a really cool idea, because I really yeah. don't love <laughs> all the pressure and all the things that are on my back right now. The key principle that we would say is, man, invest in yourself to figure out a way to make that business more passive. If you could figure that out, that's your greatest asset. And it's the one that you can impact the most, as Russ mentioned, but it's also something that you get the greatest return on. Okay, so think about like, if you've been putting in the blood, sweat and tears, getting a business up off the ground and you're just kind of worn out, now it's time to invest in people like consultants that could come in and give you a third party objective review of your business and say, man, you know what, Young, if you did this, this, and this, then you would be able to step out of the business more. Or you'd be able to do the things that you love doing more and hand off the things that you don't love. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have to retire to get away from your business. It's become the best asset and giving you more of what you want. Yeah, no, that that's incredible because I, I feel like there's so many people out there that are doing parts of their job that they dislike and then therefore they equate the whole job to something that they dislike, but they got into it for a reason, whether it was a passion or they really enjoyed it. And yet they get bogged down by some of the tasks where they might not have to do those tasks all the time. So even just shifting that mentality is such a big growth. Now we're talking about living a life where 
you have your money work for you. And people are probably like, oh, you know what? That sounds great. But I'm so far from that. I don't even understand how that could be my life. How how do you walk people through the beginning stages? Because there's so many like fixed mindsets out there where they're set in their ways and you guys are trying to teach something completely different than maybe what they're accustomed to. So like, what do you do? What do you say when you first meet a person to try and get them on the path to financial freedom? Well, first I would say 100% what you just talked about is true. That once we're past six, seven, eight years old, we start developing these pathways in our brain. And you know, that we could refer to those in the South as ruts. <laughs> and and we can absolutely think that way. There's a great seven minute YouTube video. It's called the backwards bicycle. It's an amazing concept that will that will show you in a funny way how someone who thought that they knew how to ride a bicycle and the engineers made it to where when you turn the handlebars left, the wheel goes right or vice versa. And how you think you can overcome it, but those pathways, the things that you've put in place to get you to that point, you can't. And it takes lots of repetition over and over until you can get and develop new pathways to overcome those things. So one of the things I would say is you're right, but that inner desire is the inner desire to have something different, greater than to overcome that mindset that you said, well, I've only done it this way. And some of the times people will come to Joey and I and say, well, man, my inner desire is to spend more time with my kids. I want to be the first person that drops them off and the first person that picks them up. And I'm not able to do that because of my business or because of the job that I'm in. And I've got to find a way out. And so then they come to us, what are those options? You know, one of the things they say to us too is, I'm never going to be able to figure out how to do this. You guys talk about all these different passive income ideas on your podcast I just don't see those opportunities the way that you talk about them. And I was like, well, that's not true either because you just haven't told your mind that this is important. And here's what I mean by that. So, Young, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, I drive a black uh, BMW. Black BMW. Okay. Was the first time you bought a BMW, and whether that was this one or you know years and years before, when you showed up to get that car at the dealership or wherever you bought it at, it was like, aha, this is the most amazing car I've ever had. I'm so excited to be driving it, right? And as soon That's as right. you you drive it off the lot and you start driving it home with this huge smile on your face, right? You're so excited. You, you've moved up and now you're in this new car. What do you start noticing on, on the road uh, all around you as you're on your way home? Black BMWs everywhere. Black, black BMWs, right? They're <laughs> everywhere. Your unique car is no longer as unique as you thought it was. <laughs> And what what that is, is a little function in our brain called the reticular activating system. That little piece of our our brain is constantly filtering out messages, hundreds, if not thousands of messages every single hour, every single day. And our brain is only focusing on the things that we tell it's important. But just something as simple as the car we drive, our brain says, oh, this is important to us. So then it starts pointing them out all over the place. Here's a little quirky thing about me. Every time a digital clock reads 1111, I notice it because I I thought it was interesting when I was a little kid. Now, of course, I see the digital clock time frames all the time and my brain doesn't say, oh, it's 1030 right now, right? It doesn't stop that way. But 1111, it says, it's 1111, Russ. That's so simple, 
But when yeah. you tell yourself passive income is greater than monthly expenses and my job is to find opportunities that can create that and you start living that life, what's going to happen is opportunities are going to start finding you all over the place. So our brain is a really interesting tool, right? It's the best personal computer that exists, but yet we can use it to tell us, oh, I can't overcome, or we can twist it and put it on our side and start applying it towards success. Yeah, no, that was one of my biggest aha moments was really understanding the power of the brain and how much that reticular activating system is such a powerful tool, but also therefore the narrative we're telling ourselves, the words that we use. And I was listening to your guys's podcast recently that you had with your daughters which I loved, by the way. And if you guys don't know or have not subscribed, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and download the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. These gentlemen are week in, week out, providing incredible value for free for you to learn about these things. So please check it out. But the one that I'm talking about, you guys... There was a moment in there when you guys were talking with your daughters about just a small shift on the verbiage instead of like, I can't hit this shot. How can I hit this shot? And now your brain completely shifts its focus as opposed to like, oh, I can't do this to how can I do it? And now your brain is just figuring out ways at which this is possible versus already shutting down the possibility. And that's such a genius concept and yet so simple, but people overlook it all the time. And just, yeah, that positive mindset and having that growth mindset versus that fixed mindset is such an important factor in making that leap and growing so thanks so much for sharing that. And thanks so much for the podcast too, guys. Uh, like yeah. I said, everybody has to go and download that podcast. It's amazing. And, um, and young, young, let me just add to that. So you asked about kind of that process for people. And I think one of the very first steps that we find it can be difficult for people, but once they get it, it's super empowering, is once they get real clarity on what they want their life to look like, and they can give themselves the license for that to happen. So that, again, that's kind of like that problem solving comes out of our mind. Like, how can I live this life that I really want to live? Instead of kind of accepting that this is just the way things are. I'm never going to get beyond this point. I have to work. I have to do this. You know, once they get clarity on that, now they can start using the things that they have at their leisure or at their disposal to meet those needs or to get to that point. But the clarity piece is so important. And I'll, I'll give you just a quick story. One of my daughters, when I was taking her to school one day, she was four at the time. She just sitting in the back in her little car seat. She always has these like really interesting conversations with me, but she's like, dad, are you going to drop me off this morning? And I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm dropping you off at your school. She's like, are you going to pick me up this afternoon? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be here. Your mom's going to have to pick you up. She's like, why aren't you going to pick me up? And I'm like, well, Adler, because I have to go to work. She said, 
why do you have to go to work? And I said, well, I got to pay for things. Like I got to get, I got to pay for the house, pay for the car or food. She's like, well, we already have a house. We, we already have a car. And I'm like, yeah, babe, but you don't understand. Like I have to go to work so that we can pay for these things and all this stuff. And, and it was just a simple little conversation. But the impact for me was the word that I have to go to work. Right. When I had to say that to my four year old and I couldn't say, well, what do you want to do today? Like, why don't we go to the park? Why don't we go do this? Why don't we go do that? I had to say I have to go to work. And I think that was a moment of clarity for me that put passive income at a premium to me. It was like, wait a minute, how could I answer this differently? It's if I had this other passive income. I wouldn't have any question with that. I'd be like, what do you want to do? And so for me, that automatically started us on the, this process. And in just this year, Russ and I have built several passive income businesses as a result of getting that motivation and getting clear. So anyways, I just feel like that's a very good first step for people is to give themselves the license to dream a little bit and then to start asking themselves, how can I make that happen? I think that that was so insightful is that, yeah, first you have to have clarity and specificity on what you want to achieve and what's really important to you. As you mentioned before, Russ, we have 13 children between the three of us. And so, and like you gentlemen, spending time with my family and my loved ones is an extremely high priority for me. And that's when I started thinking about like, uh, okay, how can I spend more time with my family? Because you realize how quickly this time is flying by. Like I have a 14 year old and I'm like, you know, I have maybe four more summers with her before she goes off to university or whatever she decides to do. And really understanding the finite amount of time and realizing like, I can't wait until I have supposedly everything that I want before I make these memories. Cause you're right. They're not going to want me to push them on the swing when they're grown adults. And so the opportunity for that time is now. So having that clarity was very eye opening. but there's probably a lot of people like myself that are like, okay, I understand. I know what I want. Now, what should I do next? What would be the first actionable step that you would recommend? Well, first of all, let me let me say this. Once you know that clarity, now you can start holding things up against that goal. Okay, what do, what do I mean by that? I mean, you start to ask yourself questions like, how is me putting money away in this 401k going to give me the freedom that I want today? And be honest, once you're very clear on what you want and you hold that goal up against what you're putting money into, it becomes very clear if that thing is helping you or not. A 401k is locking up money until you're in your 60s. So how does it actually help you today? It doesn't. It's the, it's quite honestly the complete opposite. Not to mention there's about 17 other reasons why we would poo-poo the idea of a 401k or an IRA for that matter, because of the same exact reasons. But my point is, is you start to filter all of your decisions on where your money is flowing through that goal. 
And it becomes really easy at that point, instead of all the noise that's out there in the financial markets about, oh, you should do this, or this is the right thing to do, or most people do this. Really, none of that matters if you're clear on your goal, because you can then start making those decisions for yourself. Well, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of you know, decisions that we make and we don't feel necessarily qualified to make them. So that's why we've abdicated it usually to who we would call a financial specialist, financial advisor, whatever they want to name themselves, financial planner. And we think, okay, this person is an expert in this. I wasn't. I didn't go to school for that. So I'm going to hand that off to them. They're going to do their job well. I'll do my job well. We'll meet in 30 years and get back together. (laughs) That's the way that we've just been taught to do it. Now, I would say that that's not always a great plan because if you look around and you see the people who are retiring or quote unquote at retirement age and you say, how well has this plan worked out for you? It's usually not that great. As a whole, our society is not independent. They're financially dependent. And and that's a process or a product of applying that rule and seeing it if it works. And so for what Joey and I would say, to answer more of your question, there is a tool we give people right off the bat. We call it our financial scorecard. It's the one thing that will give you absolute clarity as to where you stand today in relationship to your goals. It will allow you to know what decisions you should start making or what decisions as you make, are you getting closer or further away from your goals? And that's one of the things that I think is so hard for us is we just need to know where we are. Because if, like Joey said, if we've designed in our mind's eye what we want to do, then we have kind of that future destination. We don't know how long it's going to take us to get there, but we know where we would like to be. And so then we have to determine how close am I to that? And I think most of the people, the reason they work till they're 75 is because they have no idea of this accumulation approach. Will that money be enough, right? There's a whole lot of uh, unknown variables in there that make us uncomfortable of making that decision. But when it comes to this process, our passive income being greater than our monthly expenses, and we're given a tool that can track that for us on a regular basis, then where every decision we make, as Joey was kind of alluding to, is saying, is it getting me closer or further away from my ultimate goal? And I think that's what really what we want, right? We want some sort of financial framework or easy button, if you will, that will say, if I do this, it will produce the outcome that I want. And all we're doing is starting to train our mind on how to think about things in our terms and our goals instead of the goals of the the mutual fund managers, (laughs) instead of the goals of the corporations that want our money. At what point in time are they ever going to say, stop giving us your money? Uh, yeah. The answer is never. So exactly. why people say, well, what? I hear everybody talking about mutual funds. Of course they do. There's billions of dollars spent in marketing <laughs> to get you to give them your money. And so for us, it's like, let's retrain our brain and say, who's the best uh, maybe manager and use user of this money? I think it's us. We just need to know how to use it, what decisions to make, and what the outcomes of those decisions will be. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that was amazing, and uh, I think people are going to have to listen to that back because that was so important in terms of getting that financial freedom that you desire and understanding that the messaging out there might not be the best messaging for you and your future. And uh, something else that you guys had mentioned on your podcast was an example that stuck with me about money and 
that you want to be able to have that money work for you. Now, if you had an employee and all it did was sit around and do nothing and contribute nothing and generate you no additional income, how long would that person be working for you? A very short period of time. (laughs) But if that employee or if your money is now working to make you more money, those are the employees or those are the strategies that you want to employ. And so even for myself, I started shifting my thinking and being like, okay, well, what space am I in? I'm in the real estate space. So like you mentioned before, I don't need to shift to a completely different industry to figure something out. I was just like, okay, how can I use what I know right now to maybe generate some passive income? So then I invested in some real estate that is income generating. I put up a portion of that money somebody else pays that debt down for me while I hopefully cash flow some money. And I get an asset that also appreciates over time. And so hopefully that strategy will continue to help my money work for me. But other than that strategy, like I know you guys also talk about the infinite banking And if you guys could elaborate on that, because I think some people might be confused about like insurance or like life insurance type policies, and you guys are trying to educate people in a different way. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. So yeah, really quickly, kind of as a kind of zooming out a little bit, we think of of this process in a three-step manner. One, clarity. And we've been talking about a lot of clarity. And I think there's not enough clarity that's put into what we really want and thinking about our thinking. The second step is control. And how do we control our money, where it's going, and put ourselves as first person in line to get access to it, right? And, and a lot of that is understanding the places that our money is going and are they aligned with our needs. And then the third step is creating a a source, a course of action that's going to get passive income coming to us. But where you're bringing up is a tool that we use. We use dividend paying life insurance contracts, just like the major corporations, the banks, and some of the most wealthy individuals in the world as a place to store cash. And just like you said, you know, one of the things that I see, unfortunately, and when I'm looking at balance sheets is people hold lots of cash and checking and savings accounts, and they really are equivalent to employees sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things Joey and I um, employed many, many years ago is a concept of how to not only get those dollars at work, but then the process of using those dollars effectively. And it came from a book called Becoming Your Own Banker. Now, in Chicago, there's lots of tall buildings, and most of the, the tallest buildings, if you look on the top of them, are, are bank buildings, right? And it's because banks understand how money works. They get us to give it to them, and then they go out and deploy those dollars for a pretty significant profit. I saw that personally in my, in my family's life. I won't take you through the full story, but my wife started a dental practice in 2008, borrowed almost $700,000 from Bank of America to start this dental practice. The same time, her dad was sitting on a significant chunk of cash that had come from the sale of a Bank of America stock, right? As the stock market was crashing, uh, we triggered some uh, sell provisions that put him in, in a cash position. He was nervous, didn't know what to do with it. I read this book about how banks take depositors' money, just very similar to my father-in-law's money, 
and turn around and lend it to business owners, just like my wife. And they make a good living off the difference. <laughs> and I saw that firsthand that my father-in-law was earning half a percent on his cash. My wife was paying almost 8% on this business loan. And when I put those two concepts together and then utilize this tool of dividend paying life insurance as kind of the storage house for the cash, it opened up so many opportunities in my eyes for how we as a family could use money to buy assets, to create cash flows and have a place for them to go. And then I just started teaching it. And I taught Joey this concept in 2010. It fired him up so much that he decided to leave a $300,000 career to come work with me because he knew he could do it better than I could. And I needed a lot of help. <laughs> but also it's been the journey that we've been teaching as a step in the process of when you we're, when you have to find ways to create cash flow, you have to have access to cash. And then the option really is, uh, Young, do I put my cash in a checking or savings account and earn the banks lots of money? Or do I put it in an account that I can own and control that it's not that I'm going to make millions of dollars. I make three to 4% on it. But when you start thinking of the amount of cash we run through our hands, it starts to add up and it becomes really significant. And then it opens up the door, which what we really love is it opens up our door to the mind. It's that programming of what do I do now? Right. And I, because I have access to cash, I'm thinking of passive income opportunities find me all over the place. And, and Young, just I know that we have this in common, our real estate backgrounds, but me being in the mortgage business, I was working for Wells Fargo at the time. And when Russ shared this with me, first of all, I was like, whole life insurance, that's the worst place people put money. Like, that's the messaging that's out there, right? Yeah. And then he simply just pulled up FDIC.gov and showed me, he said, well, if whole life insurance is such a bad idea, why does Wells Fargo have $18 billion in it? Unbelievable. And my jaw dropped. And I thought, there's no reason for a bank to have money in whole life insurance unless there's something good about it. In fact, I don't know if just nerd out a little bit, but that's their tier one capital. This is their safest capital that they put into whole life insurance. And I thought, "This this is a way for us to imitate what the banks are doing they know what they're doing about money. They're one of the most profitable enterprises on the planet. And how can I be like them in that endeavor? So it changed everything for me. And that's why we teach this as one step in the process to financial freedom, because it puts you in the driver's seat. It puts you in the position to tell your money what to do and also then to find opportunities. And just really quickly, I'll tell you out of the gate, coming over and, and working with Russ, I had all this money in my policies. And I was sitting there and I said, what, what can I do? And literally, I had two realtor friends call me up and they said, hey, um, I, have, I have a client that can't get a mortgage. Um, do you know any private lenders? And I never would have thought of myself as a private lender before then. But all of a sudden, I was underwriting that client as I did for many years, you know, in the mortgage business, asking all the financial questions and, and thinking through it. And they said, yeah, um, they, they can't get a mortgage because they had some issues with their credit. You know, they were coming from overseas and didn't have enough established credit. But they're going to put 20% down and they're willing to do a 15-year note and they'll do it at 10%. I said, sign me up. 
Yeah. Like that's a great thing. In fact, I got an appraisal done on the house. I mean, all the things I would have done as a lender for Wells Fargo, I was now doing for myself. And those were very profitable mortgages that I was able to do for several years and create a cash flow that wasn't there before, having my money at work. Uh, but that was like for me seeing infinite banking in real life. I mean, and we're just kind of scratching the surface on this concept, which I know is just so many people need to hear it. So please, guys, follow Joey and Russ Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Join their community. They're going to be kind enough to share with us that scorecard that they were mentioning before for our listeners so that you guys could see where you are and get that clarity first so then you can get control and then create those courses of action like they had mentioned. Just incredible and such a smart, outside-the-box way of thinking about how to utilize your money. And I didn't even think of, yeah, the banks, they pay you to hold your money at a fractional interest rate, and then they lend out that money for a much higher rate. And we just get sucked into that trap of, okay, well, this is just the way it works. And so I need to operate within these rules. But once you shift that mindset to how, how can I create passive income? And now all of a sudden you guys figured out a way to create that extra stream that you might not have had before. So incredible. That was an awesome example. Now for people that haven't gotten started, but you know, they're, they're their own business owner or they make a good living, uh, but they haven't saved up a ton of money. They're kind of living above their means, maybe. What would you recommend they do just to kind of get started? Is it start a savings account or put that money elsewhere? Or what would be some tips that you might give to somebody that is listening right now that's in that situation? Well, Young, I'll share exactly my experience. When I first learned about this whole process, I was making great money, right? I was making over $300,000 a year and I was doing a good job of staying out of debt. But if you had asked me, like, how much are you saving every year? I was on 100% commission for, for number one. So I was like, you asking me how much I can save today or tomorrow? Like, <laughs> about as far as I could see, you know? Yeah. But, but the reality was, is once I got really clear, I, I would have told you it was very little that I was able to save every month because it just seemed like at the end of the month, there wasn't a whole lot left over. I'd look back over the year and I'd say, wait, I made a lot of money, but where did it all go? But once I learned this process, I started finding areas where I could be more efficient, how I was paying down debt, how I was paying taxes, how my mortgage was structured. Like there's several different optimizations that I went through with Russ and determined, man, I started finding about $60,000 a year that I could save if I got creative about it and optimized it. And so that, from a practical standpoint, what I would encourage anybody that's really wanting to dig deeper into this, they've gotten fired up, they've gotten clear on what they want. Now it's time, like meet with a coach. Like we have coaches that will meet with you and walk you through the very first steps of getting your budget automated, looking at how you're paying down debt. Like there's courses that you can take within our community 
that will help you with these things as well. And you may just uncover thousands of dollars that you just honestly weren't paying that much attention to. I mean, I don't know about you, but how many subscriptions have you signed up for over the years? And you look back and three years later, and you're like, I'm still paying for that? Like, I haven't used that in two years. I don't even know why that's on my credit card. But it, it happens. And, and so there are things like that that we can uncover as long as you have somebody objectively from the third party standpoint looking in and saying, hey, well, what about this? Have you thought about this? Just the other day, we had a, a master class we were taking people through. And one of these guys I was meeting with, he just from asking him a few questions, we were able to uncover 33% of his income was going out in three different debts, a car loan and two credit cards, and his 401k contribution. So literally 33% of every check that came in was going right out the door to these things. And he was struggling, didn't have a lot of money left over at the end of the month, all the same issues that we're talking about. By the end of that conversation, he was like, I had no idea that I could do this. And he's able now to, to get that 33% of his income into his control. And I was like, how much more will you be able to do to build your side business with that money that you didn't know was there? He was like, this is a game changer. Like, this is a life changer. And it just took literally somebody from the outside asking a few questions. Bang, he's now on the road to financial freedom that he never thought was possible. And all of that is, you know, youngest in that if you go to that wealthwallwallstreet.com forward slash scorecard. So, one, the scorecard is going to be the tool that's going to give you understanding of where you are. And it's also going to be a tool that if you get inside the community, and you want to message Joey or I and say, hey, I heard you on, on Young Show and I'm really interested in like getting clarity toward these things, we can point you to one of those free calls with one of our coaches who will walk you through that. Because if you've taken charge of your finances enough to just fill out that scorecard, that gives them the ability in 15 minutes to ask you some of those questions to know what you're trying to accomplish and give you some immediate feedback. Now, here is the thing is that this is an empowerment movement. Our objective is not to do it for you. Our job is to help coach you through a process so that you get more out of life than you ever thought that was possible. And maybe, you know, uncover and highlight things that you didn't know were around you. But we're not Wall Street. Our goal is not to manage your money. We're not here to take your money. We've got our own and we're working with it. And we get on our podcast and we tell you what we're doing with it. You can listen to our monthly passive income report. And we're really open to the successes and failures we're personally having. But we're on that same journey you are. We may be a few more steps ahead of you, but we understand that the value is us as a community growing together and learning from one another. And and I'm so thankful that you give us an opportunity to share this with your audience because I, I know as entrepreneurs, it's tough and we work really hard. And sometimes we don't think that we have any time and time's the thing we want more of. And so that's the reason Joey and I wanted to bring this and be on your show is to, to say, hey, as entrepreneurs, we can get more of our time back. We just need to get some of those frameworks and principles put in our life that we can then automate that then will start giving us more of what we want. Now, I, from the moment we started talking and you were telling me what you guys do and really just trying to give back and just 
provide value for people out there so that they can live the life that they've always wanted or that God has put them on this planet to live out. And yet we get so bogged down with the daily uh, requirements of either making money or what we think is being responsible. And you guys are trying to provide outside eyes, as one of our mentors would say, is outside eyes to just really help you and see what uh, we might be missing because you guys have been doing it. You have created this community. You're living it through example. And so that's what's been most encouraging to me. And I know we just scratch the surface of all of the things that you guys have been talking about. So please guys go and download that scorecard, get started, reach out to them, join the community, listen to their podcast. They're providing so much value there for free to help you and empower you so that you can have that life that you've desired. And that's what I am struggling with and what I wanted. And that's why I had to have Russ and Joey on because I was like, you know what, if I'm going through this with feeling the burdens of time moving too fast and my children growing and working more hours than I would like and feeling like I'm in this hamster wheel where I'm like not making any progress. Uh, I'm sure there's other people like that that are out there and, you know, they're making a good living. They're doing what they feel like is the good, noble, honorable thing to do, which is work hard, provide for your family, but at what cost? And we don't want to lose sight of what's most important. And that is spending time with our loved ones and really giving back to the community. Because if you don't have that passive income or money working for you, if you wanted to donate money to your church or charities or things of that nature, you're not in the uh, position to do so. And that's why it's even more important to listen to what they're saying right now, get connected with them and start having your money work for you. So guys, I really appreciate having you guys on. I would love to have you guys on again so that we can discuss a little bit more about tactics, but thank you so much for just providing that insight and just that abundance mindset that it's so hard for people to grasp. But there's so much abundance out there and people have this fixed mindset where it's like, oh, there's only this amount of sand in the world. So no matter what, I'm not going to let go of this handful of sand. And me as a believer, you know, I know that God has put us on this earth for a bigger purpose and he's not going to put you in a situation where you're going to be struggling all the time. And he's like, look behind you. There isn't ocean with a beach full of sand. And yet our limited mindset is, oh no, if I let go of this little amount, then I'll have nothing. When in fact, there's a whole beach behind you of sand and it's just helping people understand that and trying to shift that mentality through your movement. Wealth Without Wall Street is such an encouragement and a blessing to me. So I really hope that you guys continue on this journey. And I'm just 
proud to help get this message out and be a part of the community moving forward. So guys, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash scorecard. Get that scorecard. See where you're at. Join the community. Download the podcast and reach out to them and just ask them any questions you have, but also encourage them because they are doing an amazing thing out here. So guys, thank you so much. I'm sorry we ran a little over on our time, but uh, I thought that it was incredibly valuable for everyone listening. And I cannot wait to, to have you guys on again. So, Well, man, we, uh, we're so grateful to be a part of it. And uh, it's so awesome to hear your show and know how much you're adding value to your audience. That's why they're, they're tuning in every week. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe, for having us. Uh, Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Russ. And guys, please, if you found value in this episode, if you could like, subscribe, share it with a loved one that needs to hear what they are saying, because this is not just information, but this can be the start of a path to financial freedom and living that life that you've always wanted. So please, please, please join their community download the podcast, and please share with the people that you love. Thanks so much again for tuning in to this week's episode of Chicago Business Review, and we will see you next week. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, Be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.